Hello, we welcome you to Renton Christian Center's recorded ministries. It is our hope and prayer that you may be filled with God's love and wisdom and that this message will find a place in your heart. Here again is our message. This morning, I, uh, I want to begin by sharing our mission team report with a passage from James. We're going through the book of James, and if you haven't read it lately, I, I highly encourage you to start chewing on it for the next several weeks. You can read it. It's only five chapters. Just read it through over and over again, and God will show you great and wonderful things. The verse I want to start with, I'm just going to read from the uh, Message Bible. It's verse two through four of James chapter one. And the reason I'm reading this is because I saw this, this scripture in living color this week with my, my fellow teammates. It says, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. I'll talk about that in a minute, but before I do, the reason we went to Tenasket in the whole north-central Washington area is because of the devastating fires that occurred last summer. And I've just got a couple of pictures. If you weren't up to speed in the news, Here's what was going on. You can advance it if mine doesn't work. It was intense. Over 300,000 acres were burned. Nine separate fires joined to become a complex that became the largest fire in Washington state history. The heat was so intense that a, a team of firefighters and their truck were trapped. A team of five out of the five, four died. One survived. One of the most devastating disasters in Washington state, and President Obama declared a state of emergency, sent millions of dollars to help. We were there because several people lost their homes, and the people that had house or homeowners insurance did just fine. Aside from the emotional trauma of losing everything, they at least were able to recover the cost of building a new home and starting over and buying possessions. But, but for a lot of the people, there was nothing left except the foundation because a lot of folks in that part of the, the state don't have homeowner's insurance. In fact, they're, they're living off the grid. There's the state of Washington from a satellite. You can see it looks like the whole state is on fire. It wasn't, but a large portion was. And uh, some of these families are just beginning completely from scratch. So when we heard about the need, we decided we can help put some of these people at least back under a shelter who are now living in tents because a lot of the folks that, that live in that part of the state are actually, they're quite fascinating. Uh, pastor George, who is the pastor of the Tenasca Foursquare Church said, there's three kind of people that he, kinds of people that he reaches out to. They're the cowboys and the ranchers. That's cowboy country, baby. Have you ever seen the, uh, the Omax Stampede? It's where they run down that really steep hill, horses. You know, people die, horses die. It's incredibly awesome and intense. That's Omax. That's the countryside. 
ranchers and cowboys, they're, they're just everywhere. And they're just, man, they love their country. They love their land. They love their Ford pickup. And they're just, you know, they're just good old home Americans. And then there are those uh, professionals who have who've moved to the area who are teachers. They work at the hospital. They own businesses. Pastor George owns his own construction company. And uh, so they're kind of like the, you might say, you know, the, the professional groups. You've got the cowboys and the ranchers, and you've got the professionals. He said there's a third group. We'll just be friendly and call them the environmentalists or the, uh, those searching for an alternative lifestyle off the grid. Okay, they're really old hippies. They're all just finding a place in the hills and trying to create a garden. And those are the folks that lost most of everything. They're the ones that don't have homeowner's insurance. They don't have traditional jobs. They're living off the land. Uh, there's a, a, a young woman, actually about 60 years old, named Joy, I think. Huh? Michelle, Michelle, had a beautiful garden out there in this little glen. It was called Haley Creek. It's where we drove to, up in the hills, just way back there. It's kind of reminding me of the days of the communes when people would just get together and someone would provide the herbs and the vegetables. Another person would provide this. Another person would provide that. And, and they're all just kind of living together. It's a gorgeous glen, this kind of hilly creek valley community with little plots of land. And Michelle had a home that was kind of a Quonset hut shape with carpet on top and some kind of mortar pasted to it. And it was like, I don't know, weatherproof. And it was perfect. And, and the gentleman that we were serving, his name was Doc. I forgot his last name. Okay, let's say Doc. <laughs> Doc was, uh, he looked like you know my age, 60 something and maybe 70. He had hair like the guy on Back to the Future, white and long and just out there, beard like this. And, you know, he wasn't wearing shoes and his shirt was tattered and his jeans were tattered and his belt was cinched up out to here. And, and yet he's a doctor. I think he has degrees in medicine and he's the naturopath of the community. And he provides medicine and a natural, holistic kind of medicines for people in need. And people have heard of him from all around. They come up and they see Doc and they get his stuff. And... I heard there was some Everclear kind of involved in that <laughs> medicine too, something like that. I'm not quite sure. That's a really strong alcoholic drink, apparently. So these are the folks that we're serving, people who have nothing. Now, Pastor George said, you know what? The cowboys and ranchers rarely mix with the professionals. The professionals rarely mix with the environmentalists. They don't really want to mix with anybody. They're out there far away for a reason. He said, but something happened when our state got on fire. God brought us all together. And suddenly, guys like Doc and Michelle are opening their arms to us, the professionals, the cowboys, the believers, because we're here to help. We're here to just bring the love of Jesus and build a home for them. So um, I want to tell you that, that this body of believers is an amazing team of people who said, hey, I'm in. Whatever Jesus wants me to do, I'm in. We're here to serve. And and help these folks have a new beginning, regardless of their political or spiritual or economical or educational background. They're humans made in the image of God. We're here to serve and care for them. And I have to say, my, my experience, there was, uh, I, I, I was really challenged and inspired to see my fellow brothers and sisters exhibiting this mature attitude that James describes, 
not pushing back, not giving up, not trying to go around, but going straight through. Whatever God calls me to do, getting up at 5.30 in the morning after sleeping on a floor all night, every night for seven nights in a row, getting up in the blazing sun, getting on a roof and working their tails off, coming back, doing it all over again day after day after day with a smile. No complaining, no whining, no, <laughs> I want to go home, where's my mommy? There was nothing but maturity and, and commitment. And what I would say, love for Jesus and love for one another and love for those in need. And so I just, I'm so proud to be a part of this team. And with that, I'd like to introduce my first team member, Eric, would you come? Good morning. Um, there were a lot of steps of faith in this trip involved for me, some of them beforehand. Um, when I signed up for this trip, I, I'm a stay-at-home parent, so I had to make sure I had coverage for my uh, kids for the week. And my wife was unemployed as our sole provider. So we were running out of money, and if she hadn't gotten a job when she did, we would have not paid our bills this month. And so there was that step of faith. And then a few weeks before the trip, God told me what my Devo was supposed to be on. And it didn't make any sense in context or anything. So I kind of had to step forward with that step of faith. And then as I'm packing up, I find I've lost my Bible. I can't find my Bible anywhere. So I had to run to the store, grab a new Bible, and take that step of faith. And then I actually had the first Devo for our uh, trip Saturday night. And... We were doing some worship time beforehand, and 30 seconds before I start, God told me the Devo he gave me two weeks ago wasn't the right one. I was going to do another one. And I was going to talk about how we were going to be doing things that we're not comfortable with, that we don't like. We just need to do it with a heart of worship, and that'll make it all right. And that came back to bite me the very next morning. We were up on the roof, and Kevin gives me a task that's right on the upper edge of the roof, what, 30 feet off the ground? And I told Kevin, I'm not comfortable that close to the edge. I'm not a heights guy. And so he reminded me about this great Devo he heard the night before. <laughs> and I'll tell you, um, Marcy later spoke about perseverance in her, in her Devo. And uh, devotion, just kind of, our, we all have a little talk that we give in a certain part of the day. Uh, it's true. I took that step of faith with heights all throughout the roof, and by the end of the week on Friday, I was up a uh, very wobbly extension ladder at the very peak of the shed, reaching out to pound in nails, and I didn't even think about it because I had trusted and that had built perseverance. Uh, the Bible I had lost was here at the Lost and Found. I found it before we left. The Bible I had bought is in the shed. So, uh, God, I can really do all things through God who strengthens me. And with that, I'd like to invite my good friend Ken up. Thanks, Eric. It was fun this weekend. I need to have stuff written down. Not as good as Eric on speaking, but uh, this was my first mission trip in my entire life. So I didn't really know I didn't really know what to expect. 
um, as far as what happens when you're out there and what goes on. My, my wife, um, she's, she's kind of a missionary. Before I met her, she's like a professional missionary, so um, for a while she was, um, seriously. And uh, so I knew, I knew there were attacks that would come from all ends. You know, I kind of expected, okay, I sign up for this thing and, and something's going to happen that's going to make me want to back out or something's going to happen while we're there that's going to make us struggle. So I kind of had that kind of expectation going on, but I didn't really know what kind of form it would have. And I had, I had no idea how to build a house or do anything like that. Um, I knew how to bang a hammer into a nail, and I knew how to run a power drill. And it was funny when Alex was trying to get um, Dave's last name, because we said the last name to him, and he was like, yeah, we'll just call him Dave. So when they were shouting commands at me, you know, like, uh, hey, bring that cross-cut I-beam this way. <laughs> what I heard was, blah, 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 blah. So my father-in-law is a roofer, and at least I had some of that process down. And uh, um, now I have to skip a lot because I was off book. Um, so in the weeks prior to the trip, kind of like Eric, um, we had to make ends meet. Um, money was tough. We had some unexpected expenses. Um, and it was a good thing our check didn't clear before we were on the trip. Um, but I had made the commitment through the time that I signed up. I said, you know, whatever happens, because of all those doubts, all those, well, they weren't doubts, because of all the, the challenges I knew would come up, I said, um, I've got to trust in God. God will get me to Tenasket or OMAC. And um, He is in charge, He is sovereign. Um, work through a whole bunch of stuff at me. So when I got when I got to the trip, I had to do work. I had to write a letter or a recommendation for a colleague. Um, she said, "Hey, would you write this for me? This would be really cool." And I said, "Sure, I'd be happy to." It's due on the sixth. That's Friday. That we were gone. Um, but we got blessed on the trip. It was really hard work. And uh, we actually started really early. I mean, practically the day we were there and the Sunday after, they were like one of the most productive days we had. And because of that, we got, it got so hot Monday and Tuesday that we didn't want to work past two on this hot tin roof. There's like a cat up there. And, uh, and we, were, we, we were basically, we got a half day, one of those days. And I got all that stuff done. And I just trust, you know, God just gave, you, gave, gave me that time. Um, and the, I, the one thing I brought to the trip was, was to the group, to the team, was, was a strong gifts of help. And, and I have, I think, I have God, God has given me a really strong work ethic, and I don't stop. I get the task done. And I love to help others. I help others before myself. My wife gets mad at me because I help others before I help my family. That's a problem for me. Um, but uh, what I learned from this trip 
is that I have to put God first. God has to be the center because the work isn't for me. It's not even for the other people. It's for Him. It's for His glory. So we had no miracle. I, well, I don't know. I don't want to say that. The miracles, like that you might expect on trips, you know, it wasn't like, wow, this happened or wow, that happened. God was in that. Um, but we have a lot of hope. And so I wanted to say we have like about, I wrote down four things. There's more. But um, hopefully our dinner hostess, Audrey, will find the strength to venture outside of her home and restore her garden and finish her yard sale. We pray that our host church will recover from the hardship that it went through and the congregation will grow in strength and multiply in numbers. And that the church in Tenasket, Cornerstone Church, will continue to play a central role in the community and bring the town and the surrounding area back into fellowship, peaceful gathering, and bring it into harmony. And that those displaced by the fire will find renewed hope, belief, and understanding, and they will be healed of their suffering. We prayed for all those things. We had a really good night on, what was that, Friday? On Friday night. It was awesome. We worked hard in our labor to bring blessings to those in that area of our state. I want to thank God for letting us in there and helping us to restore those people. Uh, bring up good friend Marcy. Hello, everyone. This is my least favorite part of the mission trip. I was gently prodded, so I'm here. And Alex read my verse, but I'm going to read it again out of NIV. Um, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And just so I don't forget at the end, um, you all should go on a mission trip. <laughs> um, you don't need skills. You don't need construction skills. There were people who couldn't or didn't want to get on the roof, and they uh, got lunch ready and lifted plywood and cut boards and cleaned up garbage and charged batteries. And um, people like me, who I'm not the strong one who's going to, you know, fling plywood around, but um, I learned a lot this week. I learned a lot about <laughs> the first day Kevin's like, Marcy, grab the nail gun. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> he says the yellow one. Oh, okay, I got it. Um, <laughs> the last day, grab the wire cutters. There's a lot of things in there that look like they could cut wire. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no clue. Um, and in the first two days, <laughs> I cut Kevin's hand with a piece of metal. Um, I attached Dave's tape measure 
to the roof um, <laughs> with the nail gun. Um, I actually thought it was Alex's, but he's like, it's not mine. <laughs> 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 Don't care. Um, <laughs> and I picked up a bag of like 100 screws and the bottom broke open <laughs> on the metal roof, which it's really hard to hide that, that, you know, <laughs> that's happening because they're sliding down. It was, it sounded like rain. But I, I learned to use the nail gun. I used the staple gun. I used, I don't know what it's called, the whacker thing for the felt. Um, a skill saw. When I was using that, everyone just kept yelling, harder, harder. Um, skill saw, caulking gun. Um, and I don't remember what else. Whatever anyone needed. Whatever I wanted to try. Whatever I was willing to do. Um, this week, besides all that, besides the work, the, like I said, I, I'm not skilled. I go and I'm just like, people, you know, I was crouched in the loft of that cabin for like three hours with Dave and Alex yelling out tool names and I was handing it up through the hole. Um, so I don't really, for me, it's not really about the work. I go because I want to help people and I go because this is hard for me, but I can handle a couple people at a time. I can handle 10 people at a time. And that, that's the way I have to build relationships with people. And the people, the 12 other people on this trip know more about me now than most other people on the planet. <laughs> um, because I just, I get uh, in a place where I feel safe and I can share and that's important. So, it was a very emotional week for me. Um, we got there Saturday morning and Cindy and I were talking and somehow we were talking about the baptism that just happened here and I said I really wanted to do it but I chickened out. I couldn't put my name down on the list and about 13 years ago I was sprinkled with water but I've never been baptized in water and she said well we're staying right next to a river and there's two pastors here you should do it. And so I was like, eh, I'll think about it. So by Tuesday, I had a moment of courage or insanity. And <laughs> I, um, I talked to Kevin. And, you know, we're all hot. We had spent three days on the roof. It was finally done. And he was like, absolutely. That would be awesome. Think about it. Pray about it. Talk about it. And let me know what you want to do. And we'll find a place. And so a couple of us went to the river, and the river's like swift <laughs> and deep. And there's not, there wasn't, we couldn't find a place where you could get to the river. Um, and so I thought, well, you know, I'll just wait. This isn't the time. Um, so we went back, and then I guess later after I went to bed, Alex and Kevin looked on Google Earth and found a lake um, that was close by. And so after one day working out at the shed, they went and checked it out, also I didn't know. And it was the perfect place, it really was. It was beautiful. And so I spent most of Friday, most of the week, and this is new for me, I very pulled in two directions. Um, I was scared. I don't like being the center of attention. I, 
I just don't. I'm a background person. You know, I'll hide in the loft and hand up duels. That's, that's where I need to be. But I really, in my heart, knew that this is something that I needed to do. And I was with people who loved me, and I trusted them. And so I'm pretty sure this lake last week was covered in ice. <laughs> it was the coldest water I have ever felt. <laughs> but, um, you know, I did it. And when I came up out of the water, everybody was cheering and raising their arms, and it was amazing. Um, and I feel like now I do have the perseverance I need to continue living life and working toward being mature and complete like I want to be. So I'm really glad I went, and I think that you all should go. Brian's next. All right, yeah, this is probably the scary part for me. I know I've met most of you, so yeah, it's really not stage fright anymore. <laughs> it gets easier more time you're up here. So yeah, like Ken, yes, I have to write things down. Yeah, yes, last year I was unprepared, so. So Kevin goes, what did you, what are your takeaways from this? I don't know. I'm just here. <laughs> so I had to write things down, start writing things down. So uh, let's see, number one on my list. Uh, let's see, eight more, uh, eight or ten foot ladders were required for the job site. And it ended up like, oh, at that job site, it would have been nice to have my uh, 20 foot ladder that my dad got from Christmas present. It had uh, adjustable legs and level on it. So makes it easy to use. And some other tools that we didn't have, which would have been great. Uh, yeah, but we got by and we got the work accomplished. Thanks, Dave and Alex. Kevin? Yeah, let's see, number two on my list. Uh, we get tired and cranky at the end of the work day. <laughs> um, yeah, that was me. I noticed that, everybody. So. Um, Maybe not everybody, but yeah, it's uh, one of the things I noticed. Um, and the Lord's grace surrounded us and flowed through us to be a barrier for, from the enemy. We bring parts of the enemy with us wherever we go. Being, you know, getting tired, cranky, and that sort of thing. Um, but we also had grace um, for each other because it was given to us first. Uh, next item, 40 minutes in Walmart. It's only enough time to find what you need and leave. Maybe a few minutes to do some window shopping. We got there and Kevin goes, okay, we meet back here in 20 minutes. That's not enough time, Kevin. You see how big the store is? <laughs> yeah, we, we had fun there. Um, we went back. Let's see, number four on my list. We always have enough time for fun pictures on the job site. And that's because Dave is on pause, thinking and planning what's next. You know, if Dave's not working, we're not working. <laughs> or I should say Dave, Alex, and Kevin. Dave being the prime contractor knows exactly, well, most of the time, knows what needs to be done. <laughs> most of the time, most of the time. 
He's the expert, and I'm just a little, I'm, what do you need, Dave? I can, I can get it done. <laughs> My job site name is sometimes Brad, but only when we're making eye contact. Kevin goes, Brad, Brad, and I got my back to him. I had no idea. I thought he was one Brad. <laughs> Next is, um, be very cautious playing Bones, a dice game with Cindy. She can win within three rolls. I have the score sheet to show. Yeah, it's this one, yeah. She, she won three rolls, 5,000 points. Yeah. Last on my list. Cat is not on the list for sharing, and I think we've all noticed that. So I've made, I was writing this one out today while we're here. Number seven, cat. I looked through my photos when I was at home and didn't see cat. That's because she's in the background. She was helping Dick throw out plywood up on top of the roof, and then I would go down and take uh, relief while she went in and did the lunch stuff. And among many other things Kat did that uh, were in the background. Uh, the Lord brought her up to minister to others. She was a counselor to Audrey and then to Michelle. It isn't the physical brokenness that we get to help repair, but the emotional burdens that people need help with. And paraphrasing Yogi Berra for Jesus. Repairing our emotional and, em and uh, mental working state is 90%. The other 50% is physical rebuilding. Cat helped with the majority of the required work. Okay, next up is Tony. This was the uh, first mission trip that uh, I was been on, and uh, I enjoyed myself. I liked to, to be out. Uh, I, I came up a few days later, and Kevin, uh, who I, uh, where's Kevin? Uh, oh, oh, okay, back right there. I, I, I've got to look at him when I, when I and uh, I want to say that anytime I speak at home, my kids, and I got Lindsay right there. She always says, Dad, is this a true story? <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure what she means by that. But anyway, Kevin, he starts quizzing me as soon as I get there, and he says, how was the message on Sunday? And I said, I don't remember what Alex talked about. And he said, Alex wasn't there. <laughs> where, where, is Dana here? Is Dana, is Dana? Dana, I, I apologize. Uh, he says, so what was the message about? And I said, well, I know there was two stories. Oh, yeah, I said it was uh, about a dog. And he said, no, it was, it was about a cat. And I said, oh, yeah, a cat. And I said, it was pepperoni. Yeah, right, right. So I got that one right. So... Uh, you're wondering why he's asking me all these questions, aren't you? Yep. Where's Eric at? Eric. Which one? Yeah, yeah Eric. Eric. He, he worked on top of the roof, 
And that's what he was doing. He was questioning me because he placed you where you placed, and Eric was on the top. <laughs> and uh, where's Marcy at? Do you, remember where, do you remember where we were working, Marcy, on the roof? All the way at the bottom, yeah. That's what those questions were about. <laughs> so anyway, we, we got through that day. And uh, the, the next day, we went and we worked. Uh, oh, these, these were two projects that we worked on. One, we worked on the church roof. And then the next day, we went up and we started working on the cabin in the mountains. And so uh, what they had us do was we had different jobs. And they asked, it was uh, Dave asked me, he says, uh, have you used a chop saw before? And I, just last month, I'd used a chop saw. So he said, why don't you go ahead? And, we'll, and I said, well, I'm kind of nervous about the measurements. And, he's, and he said, well, we'll set up a jig. And so um, we started, he started building it. And the first time he built it, uh, it broke. And you, you know, you can get, be happy or you can be mad. Well, I'll let you figure out what he was. And, and so, no, this, and, and, and this, this is true what happened. I mean, you, you ask him afterwards if this isn't. So he built the second one, and that one broke too. Yeah. Well, anyway, the third one, that was a charm. He got that, no problem. And we put it all together, and he says, cut these 20 boards. And I got 10 of them right. Oh. Yeah, and we found out what was, it was the saw that was moving, you know. And then Dave was up on the roof when I did that. And like, was it Moses? No, it was Abraham. Put his hands up like this. Yeah. Now you see up. Stop! We had a compressor going, we had a generator going, and he comes down, and we all prayed. So, you know, it was, I, I felt that I, I had a calling, that I was called to be there, because I got everybody together right there, you know, we <laughs> hold them hands, and, uh, and uh, I, and then I came home, and I knew my wife was going to say, what did you get out of all this? And so I had to think, well, I can't tell her that I, I had free Wi-Fi all week. And, uh, and, and they washed my truck. That, that wasn't going to do I had to do something spiritual. So I said, uh, we bonded. I got 12 new friends. Leo's going to tell you the rest. Okay, before we started, Kevin asked all of us to plan a Devo. And I was early in the week, and so I told mine was about trust. And the next day, like Eric, I got my chance to live it out. We ha at the shed site, we had to use the restroom and Brad and Kat's trailer. And the step was like, <laughs> and so the, the girls helped me get in, and I really had to trust. Marcy had to help me get out. <laughs> and they kept saying, it's okay, Cleo, we got you. <laughs> and they did, didn't fall. 
and it was crazy. All of our devos kind of went around a trust theme, and it's just amazing how they all flowed together. And then again this morning, we were told to share, and all of us are talking about our devos. So that was really a highlight for, for me. And, oh, and the girls weren't allowed up on the roof. Most of us didn't want to be up there, and so we had to find things to do to be productive. And Cindy's going to show you when it's her turn what we did. And that's all I have to say. And then my good buddy Brad is coming up. Well, we'll see how many people took a vote on whether I could get through this without uh, choking up. <laughs> um, this week was really amazing. Um, I got to know, the, from the ones that went last year, I got to know them a lot better, a lot closer. Um, and the ones that were new this year, there was a lot of ties. And the camaraderie that we had with each other, working together, and it was amazing. That is the amazing part of going on a mission trip, is that you know you're doing something good for somebody else, but in a roundabout way, you are blessed so much within yourself by what everybody else is doing around you. And uh, I know when we were building the shed, it was hard on the girls especially because there wasn't, we were limited on space and it was really hard. There wasn't a lot for them to do um, where it was a little bit different on the roof. Um, there was a little bit more that could be done. It was a little bit different than last year's mission trip. But everybody worked together. Everybody did little things, whether it was handing tools or, like Brian said, with Kat, just making, helping make sure the food was there. And sometimes um, the people that are in the background don't realize how important they really are, but they are very important to making the whole project work. It was all of us together. It was Tony, Eric, Brian, Cleo, Kat, Cindy, Alex, Dave, it was all of us. And it just, not one of us could have done it by ourselves. And um, I think the Lord blessed us more than what we were blessed, what we, the blessing that we gave to the others. I know the church there in OMAC, they feel very blessed that their roof is not leaking now, that we went up there and fixed that. And I think as a team, we did very well in doing the size of the roof that we did and the amount of time that we did. Um, everybody did what they had to do and did it in the order it needed to be done and it all came together very well. And, um, and just hopefully the Lord will work in that church to make it grow back to what it was um, a few years back and uh, um, go forward from there. And that's, you know, it's like even the community that we were in and how we build the shed. And um, they're looking forward to hopefully another team will come in and build another one for them. Um, Because what we built them was, 
uh, you hate to say it, but better than what they had. And um, they can go forward because they originally built straw bale homes. And uh, that's what they were living when that's, you know, the fire just uh, was amazing what it did up there. And, but I, I just think these mission trips, I get so much out of it. This is my second one. And I already told Kevin I'm in for next year. There's, uh, as long as the Lord gives me the health and um, the strength to do it, I plan on being there. I know I'm not an everyday member here, but this is my home church. I live in Oregon now, but um, these mission trips mean a lot to me. Thank you. And Dick uh, is next. Good morning. I, uh, the first part of the trip is when we were uh, packing our tools and I had a, a half a garage full and then I started throwing them out because I, I knew we were going to be doubling up on a lot of things but I, I picked some crazy things like a little stool and a few air, air things and uh, just they used a few of my tools. There's tools that weren't, uh, you know, sizing the job up before you go. Uh, we have a place in Wenatchee and I have to bring my tools over there because I, I can't run back and get them. So I got to take too many. And uh, anyway, some of the things we were able to use and that was good. And uh, I, I'd say that I found a job, they found a job for me and I'm tall and I'm a good plywood chucker. So I was <laughs> chucking them up there and uh, I had help with Kat and you know, and Brian would help me. and. Uh, it was, uh, it was a good job for me. I mean, it gives you good sore shoulders, but uh, it was something I could do. I, I didn't feel real comfortable on the roof. My balance is not as good as it used to be. So uh, it's, it's just smart for me to stay off. And uh, the next place uh, we went to when we were gonna build the uh, shed, uh, first thing I think, oh Lord, this is a hippie encampment, you know? <laughs> and I looked at all them and, uh, I thought, you know, and the, and the Holy Spirit did a change in me over the time because, uh, you know, I looked at the guy, these people are living on the ground. There's, we built the only thing, there was some trailers, you know, up there, but we built the only thing that the floor was off the ground. And, I, and there was no facilities. We couldn't see anywhere where there was any facilities at all. It looked like they had maybe a couple of uh, hydrants. I didn't see any electrical, Saw a cesspool. I mean, I, and so, you know, they just built out of the materials. They used a lot of bottles in the walls and stuff like that. They built out of materials that other people had thrown away. And I could see that uh, they suffered a great loss when they're uh, just the things that we throw away. When they lost those things, they really had a loss. So uh, I could appreciate that. And that's, the work the Lord did in me, and plus it was like uh, the whole thing all together is like uh, taking your family camping, because there was only two people that I didn't really know, and I got to know them a little better while I was here. So, next person to speak today. Good morning. It's, uh, it's so much fun, you guys can't even believe it. You know, we asked the other night about Friday about 
you know, what was your favorite time of the whole trip? And, and most of us, or a lot of us, said laughing. We laughed so hard. I don't want to say the pee the pants word, but that's what I'm going to say. It was so funny. We're rolling. So, you know, these trips are very important. You know, you keep focused on Jesus and the reason we're there to serve and to rebuild and to, and to help people get their lives back together. Uh, but it's also about the group that goes, that gets to build and get their lives together and share and become better friends and better friends. So during the course of the job, I had the, the blessing of being kind of in charge because I had some contracting experience. So I was, I was kind of uh, given the task of keeping everybody busy. And when you have 13 people with different levels of skill, it can, it's a bit of a challenge, to say the least. <laughs> so um, I think towards the end of the week, and you probably, these are some great painter's pants that I'm wearing, but you'll know why in a second. Um, the theme of the week, and especially for me, kind of turned out, you know, as things develop, you never know what you're getting into, but by the end of the week, it all comes clear, and it's all just exactly what it was supposed to be. So as uh, we're going through the week, and I'm, I'm working with these people, and I'm saying, okay, I need you to do this, and I need you to do that, and how would you like to try that? Um, and like, I'm going I'm to call him Brad. Like Brad said, towards the, towards the end of the week, we all started getting grumpy, and or towards the end of the day, you get tired, and you get a little testy, and so the theme of the week became patience. So I'm wearing, for those of us that needed more patience, I got the big patience pants. <laughs> so these, these, that was, and these aren't necessarily just for me, because there are other people, and I won't mention his name, but his initials are Alex Olson. Um, <laughs> uh, he could have worn these as well, and then there are for some that handle it a lot better than others, we have um, patience pants. <laughs> the little, little patience pants for people who did much better than some of us. Anyway, uh, you know, all that aside, it's all fun and games, but you know, it's all in the name of the Lord. You know, we went there to serve, but ended up being served by an a 80, almost 80-year-old 80 widow who cooked dinner for 13 people every night at her home. And, you know, we were there to serve, but in turn, we were served and blessed. Um, you know, we, we were able to serve and get some people that live, you know, our lifestyles are as close together as Alpha and Omega. You know, these folks in the hills that are living off the grid and um, certainly not living in a lifestyle that I would be used to or that I would even be comfortable with. But like Dick said, they lost everything. And we were able to go and recharge that little community get them up out of the ground, build a strong foundation for them, and hopefully have them move on with their lives and, and become the people they want to be. Um, but I'd also like to just talk about eligibility of, of you know, who's going, these people. We had everybody from ages 39 up to 72, an average age of 57 in our group, and there were 13 of us. So I want to encourage everybody uh, that may think that there's some kind of limitations, whether it's physically, age, money, or anything else. There are no limitations. If you go with a willingness to participate, a willing to, willingness to serve, a willingness to share, to be vulnerable, um, everybody's in. How many of you are between the ages of 39 and, and 72? Raise your hand, everybody. And you're all breathing, I assume. You're all in. So. On that, I'm just going to give it up to my good friend Cindy, who's you know made a little show for us. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. So thank you. Hi, 
everyone. We were told on the trip to stay purposefully busy, so the pants were us women being purposefully busy, along with these rocks down below. And we also left a bunch of them for the community there, so to enjoy. Um, this is my fifth mission trip, and this does not get any easier up here. This is my least favorite part. So I'm going to go over my devos. Um, I've, I had two verses on my devo. The first one was about, um, about the work we do on mission trips, and it was James 2, 14 through 17. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself is not a if not accompanied by action is dead. So this week we had opportunity to live out that verse, and it was just awesome. You get so filled up when you're serving others, it's incredible. And then my second verse was about how I feel on every mission trip I go, and it's, um, it, you just get this extra bonus when you go on a trip, and you, um, you get refueled in both them, um, physically and spiritually, and you just get healed. And that verse was James 5:16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of the righteous person is powerful and effective. And it's, um, you know, you go on these trips and you go deep and you get close and you pray for one another. And it's just incredible. By the end of the week, you're overfilling with joy and love and just ready to, you know, go through the whole year and wait for the next mission trip to happen. And then I finished it with a song on my Devo that I had heard about three weeks ago, and the song is kind of what started my whole Devo, and it's called If You're Honest, and it's by Francisca Battistelli. And some of the lines in it are, I'm a mess and so are you. So if you're a mess, you're qualified to go on a mission trip. And we've built, another line is, we've built walls nobody can get through. So if you have walls up, doesn't disqualify you, you can still come. And bring your brokenness and I'll bring mine as another. And you know, we're all broken and we, we all know it and it's all good. And then the last line that I wrote down was, everyone has a heart that loves to hide. So, you know, you can come. I'm a person who likes to hide in the background, very similar to Marcy, where I'm, I'd rather just be invisible and help out versus being up here. So, oh, one other story. It's about my nutty buddy. Um, we went to Walmart, and it was after a hot day on the roof, and so I had bought some drumsticks for everybody to just kind of surprise them with something cold to eat. And, and then some of us decided to walk back from Walmart because we didn't have enough steps on our Fitbit that day. So um, when I got back, um, I was asking Kat, hey, where are the nutty buddies? And she's like, what? You're looking for Cleo? And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's right. Cleo's my nutty buddy. So, so Cleo is my nutty buddy, and she will always be. And then, um, yeah, so kind of in closing. So if you want to hang out with messed up, broken, loving, and nutty people, sign up for next year's mission trip. And then, oh, one last thing before I introduce the video. Michelle was one of the women that lived there. Alex talked about her. I was talking to her on the last day, and she just told me, she goes, I hope God rains blessings upon your whole group, and that she was just really appreciative, and it was awesome to hear, because I don't know where she's at spiritually, for her, for her to bless us, you know, want to give us those blessings, it was great. So, um, we're going to show a video, it's 
less than seven minutes. Kevin, less than seven minutes is pretty good for me. A um, couple of songs. The first song is When I'm With You by Citizen Way, and the second song is Everything Comes Alive with We Are the Messengers. And um, didn't capture the whole trip, but captured a lot. Um, people are so um, nice about us taking pictures through the whole trip, even if they need to wear the patient's pants at times when they're saying, picture. But anyways, it captures the hard work, the new friends, fun, excitement, and a lot of adults acting like children, particularly me. And then um, it ends with just the most special day I thought of the trip. So hope you enjoy it. Aren't you glad there wasn't 50 of us? <laughs> anyways, we had a great time. We had a great time. Max, you just, I want to show one picture. Um, this is a great group of people, uh, people full of grace, uh, people who are, um, let their guard down and, and uh, allow you to, s just each one of us to speak in their lives. I agree with Tony. I have 12 new great friends. And um, they're not just a serious group. They're, they're kind of a crazy group. Um, we are blessed to be able to go and serve. I would encourage you to go next year. And if we take 50, we'll take 50, and we'll have a week-long revival so you can share every night. Okay? All right. God bless you. Thanks for coming. Listening to God's teachings is always so exciting. We hope you have enjoyed this recording and that it has blessed you. Remember to share these messages with others you know and love. Until next time, may God bless and keep you. Here again is Pastor Kevin. Do you ever have thoughts about your purpose in life? Have you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? Or maybe you walked away and it's time to come home. You know, really our walk with God is about a personal relationship with Him. That's what He wants. I believe that's what we want. I encourage you to take a few moments and allow this message to sink in. Allow His Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. You know, the Bible says that if we draw close to Him, that He will draw close to us. So do that today. God bless.